The following audio was recorded during a meeting of the Department of Offense. It is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or anyone with actual taste. You have been warned. Jane Goodall motorboating a gorilla's fluffy milk. I would make a lot of rectangles. I could never do squares right. We all had to put pants on this week because you're here. And now it's time for the Department of Offense. And welcome to episode 50. 50? 50. Seems, that seems like the right number. Whoa, whoa, that's, a, whoa. that's an important number. I'm your host, Casey. And as always, Carlos is here. Yeah. Carlos is sick, so he has like the gravelly, like, radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, also in the studio is Rick. I'm, I'm here. And Miles. Always a pleasure. And the new intern, Eric. My mama always said I had a face for radio. And she was damn right. <laughs> it's, it's not good. So. <laughs> Just terrible. So 50 then, huh? What anniversary is that? Is that like gold or something? It's diamond. Diamond? It's, it's, no, that's not diamond. An, it's the 50th episode. I don't know if it's a anniversary of anything. We haven't been oh, doing this I, for oh, 50 I think, years. I think we, so, no, I think we deserve I, some diamonds. So yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> cough them up. Our, says the intern. <laughs> hey, I'm not getting paid, man. I got to get something out of this. You don't get any diamonds. God dang it. All right, um, Miles, what have you been up to since the last time we saw you, which was two weeks ago? Uh, mostly just work. Uh, it's my girlfriend's birthday today, so that's a thing. Did you make her a cake? Of course I made her a cake. It was a very intense cake. What, what What's an intense cake? Like, when what's you say it? cake, intense is not the first word that comes to mind. <laughs> it was like, expo- did a stripper pop out of it or something? No, it like, could no. explode okay. so, at any moment. <laughs> So, no, I made everything from scratch except for Cool Whip uh, because I don't like to do that by hand. That's a pain in the ass. You don't like to make Cool Whip by hand? No. I I do every night. What kind of guy are you? (laughs) That's gross. (laughs) What in a relationship? I don't don't know. No, I made a white cake, uh, cut it in half, layered it with a whole bunch of Cool Whip and strawberries in the middle, and I made some homemade cream cheese frosting. Sweet. That sounds delicious. And I wrote on there with uh, the whole happy birthday with icing. Happy what birthday. a guy. I am a stand-up person. I think somebody's going to get laid tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it me? That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not doing it by hand. <laughs> Carlos, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, I did not make a cake because... Why didn't you make a cake? Well, I did not know it was the 50th show, so... <laughs> also, I can't... <laughs> You're on this show every week. Well, yeah, but... You know. For, to his credit, he's only been on 49 of them. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, doesn't Casey say... Or wouldn't Casey have said it was the 49th episode last week? No, he would not have said No, because it was two weeks. Because uh, uh, we, did, we didn't have a... It was Thanksgiving and things. Oh, I suppose. So, that happened. Yeah. So Casey threw it all off. How so did I throw... Off. What? This is not my it's fault. Anyways, it I'm is Casey's fault. A, I disagree. I'm playing Need for Speed. The new one, uh, Need for Speed Rivals. Is that is that the one that stars Aaron Paul? Oh, I would. Only in our hearts. Only in our hearts. Can we make a Paul Walker joke? Oh. Too soon. Too soon. Well, so, <laughs> too fast, too soon. So you didn't even say that. 
Well, it's never too soon. Because that was too soon. I'm furious. <laughs> well, it makes you. Uh, I really hope that the, now that the uh, need, they're going to have the Need for Speed movie, I hope that they bring in the Rock and Vin Diesel and all those guys and those and the uh, the new Need for Speed movies. I yeah, you know, I'm excited for the new Need for Speed movie because it's just ridiculous. It's, really, we don't need a Aaron mother. Paul is awesome. Or is it Paul Walker? Oh, Aaron Paul. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Paul. The, uh, all right. Paul Walker is not going to be in any movies anymore. See, no. it's the fact that they both have Paul in their name. That's just... Well, how is that... What? How is that a thing that that's holding you up here? Because it's words are... Me off, names right? are hard. I guess. <laughs> I can't be expected to remember more than five names at once. So, I, how, how is Need for Speed? It's fun. It looks great. Uh, I The downside is because of how it does the... Like when you start the game, you're like in, set in like a you and like five other people are on this like same map. It makes it a little uh, difficult since you can't pause. So, <laughs> That's right. When I asked you for a rent check the other day, it, it, it was really funny. I, I was like, Carlos, I, you know, I needed to go drop off rent today, and he's like, Okay, okay. So like he sets the controller down, and he's frantically searching through everything, trying to find like a pen and his. <laughs> And his checkbook as fast as possible. I'm like, why don't you just pause it? I can't. <laughs> There's just sirens going back there. He's like, they're coming for me. <laughs> yeah. Just freaking out. <laughs> That's really what I'd say if, if like the NSA or something was after me or something at the same or like real cops in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd still stop what I'd be doing just to try to find a pen and write the, direct, the rent check. <laughs> well, good. You're a great roommate then. <laughs> Rick? What? What have you been up to this <laughs> oh, week? I got so caught up in the Carlos story. Um, <laughs> damn. I don't think I've been up to anything really. Nothing of no. importance. All right. I've worked and then. Just worked. Not even Thanksgiving? <sighs> Is that important though? Uh, it depends on what side you land on. Are you a happen. pilgrim or an Indian? I guess. <laughs> um, Did neither. you end up with a, a new land or smallpox? I, I don't know. I small land. Okay. Also, <laughs> oh, everybody came away with something. Though. Yeah, I mean, everyone won in their own way. All right. Well, I guess let's get to the intern, intern Eric. Did just t- tell us a little about yourself, like. Yeah, this is the first time that you're... Well, uh, I'm 30 years old, almost. I like long walks on the beach with Casey's mom. Um, nice. I don't know what else you want to know, man. That explains all the sand. Yes. <laughs> Sandy balls. That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, uh, you just moved up here from Arkansas, right? Arkansas, yes, sir. Yeah. So how how you liking the cold? Dude, um, it's bearable, I guess, for now. Uh, it was really interesting the first night that I stepped outside and my boogers froze inside my nostrils. That was quite a quite an original feeling. Yeah, it, the cold is pretty fantastic here. It, it, it is fantastic. I caught my roommate saying, oh, look, it warmed up from this morning. It's now zero degrees. <laughs> we said the same thing. This yeah, year. we're like, oh, it's, it's one. Degree. High five. <laughs> We have I mean, I'm not going to die in absolute zero. <laughs> All I have to say is, at least it's uh, we're not overwhelmed with snow, and there's not much wind at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then like it's well, it's right now it's too cold to snow, which is fantastic. Yeah, 
because that's a thing that can happen. I don't know if you guys, if if the listeners know this or not. It can be too cold to snow. That is a thing that happens. <laughs> too cold to snow. That's great. You don't have to shovel then. But it's so cold. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then again, the no wind thing is is uh, is almost worse because it's misleading. Yeah, you can make it like ten or fifteen feet outside, thinking, "Oh, this isn't that bad." This isn't so bad, you know, just to get your mail. And then by the time you're back, it's like you're you have hypothermia, and your you're bone. like, <laughs> "Oh, but just it'd be so much worse if it was windy." On top of that, well, I mean, at that point, yeah, but at least then you would know to bundle up would, properly, and you'd be like mentally prepared <laughs> for what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing: is being mentally prepared for the cold. Yeah, it like getting surprised by the cold is no fun. No. Whatsoever. And it was very abrupt. It was. I mean, we I mean, it we had it was like 40, like 30, 40, you know, good. And now just below yeah. zero. It plummeted like 50 degrees in like 4 days. Mhm. That's fine. No. It's not, oh, it's fine. not fine. That's it's really not, not fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. No. That's fine. <laughs> How is this fine? I don't I don't understand. I don't know. I just want to agree with everyone. <laughs> no. He's a people pleaser. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um I guess the big news in my life right now is You're I got engaged. my I got my Xbox 1. Fuck being engaged. I got an Xbox One. <laughs> Way better. I thought that's what I said. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I can control my television with my voice. It's amazing. Future. Can, can you do it now? As you won't hear me. What if you speak really loud? It won't hear me. <laughs> what if you like spoke really, really loud? <laughs> it might hear me, but I, I think the Connect has to register somebody in the room as well. There's probably ghosts in there, though. Why would there be ghosts there? This is not a creepy old house. But it's it's it, there's ghosts on Connect all the time. Why is there ghosts on Connect? All yeah, the time? I don't know. There's a website about it. What? I've, yeah, I've actually heard. The, I have not. I, I have people not. Have, it's actually really interesting. A, yeah. I saw a video of this lady was in front of her Connect and doing shit, and you can set it where it has like the lines and the balls where it'll map your movement. You know. Uh huh. And there was one. It was mapping a little kid next to her, like doing these dance moves that there was nobody there. It could have just been a malfunction, but it also could have been a go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with malfunction <laughs> or trick or trick photography with I'm, the video. I'll go it for ghost because cool. that sounds yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I'll no, it sounds ghost. awesome, but at the same time, I don't want a little kid dancing in my room. <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't want to believe it. <laughs> no, it does, it's not a ghost kid. It was probably a ghost midget. Okay, that's, 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 that's better. That yeah. makes it a little. Less there, there's a, there's a lot less prison time involved there. <laughs> Whoa! It, what are you doing, to this it, ghost kid? Is it a felony to masturbate in front of a ghost child? <laughs> I think so. You'd have to go to ghost court, <laughs> which I don't think you'd be able to. I think you could just walk right out. <laughs> All the walls just are tra- like you just walk through them. But at what cost? I mean, it's like you'd have the entire jury and judge hunting you from then on. Yeah, but they can't really do anything. All they can do is dance next to you on your connect. I don't know. I've seen Poldergeist. They yeah. can do shit. Yeah, they can throw stuff around, but come on. 
What if they throw my Xbox? They can. Oh, scare- yeah, you're fucked then, man. <laughs> they this can whole conversation has led to you being fucked. Well, is, but that's we're assuming that these ghosts have some sort of moral code in the first place, so they're not going to throw your Xbox around. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna be bastards. <laughs> they will if they can't play it. Well, they can play it. They're getting picked up on the Xbox. I yeah, suppose. but you know, when that happens, all they do is get posted on YouTube. Yeah. That would be frustrating. Until I see a ghost with a high score, I I don't. Think. <laughs> oh, I see. This a is ghost the, at the top of the leaderboard. Is, ghost they're not Toasterson. Uh, they're not putting cameras in everybody's house with these Xboxes for you know just to pry your privacy. No, it's all about catching ghosts. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's an Microsoft, elaborate yeah. scheme by Ghost Hunters it's International. Yeah, right. Microsoft <laughs> is trying to prove that there's ghosts out there. That's right. the whole point. <laughs> Maybe Bill Gates himself is a ghost. We'll never know. It's it like could happen. We could, we could know. We could go up and poke him, like Egon did in Ghostbusters. <laughs> How easy is it to get that close to Bill Gates, though? I don't know. I have. I've never tried. I mean, I don't know if he has security. I, I assume he can't just walk I, into his office. Well, if we know where he is, we could find him and Track poke him, him. just to make sure he's you, not. <laughs> but it's not malicious, though. We just want to make sure he's not a ghost. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he doesn't want us to know. Well, then he must be a ghost. Or maybe he yeah, doesn't want to be poked. That's so we- <laughs> that is flawed logic, Carlos. You keep your mouth shut over there. <laughs> so he's definitely a ghost is what we're of saying. Of course. Well, no, we, I, I, we haven't contacted him to try to poke him. Well, bust out the Ouija board and let's find out. No, just become friends well, with him on Facebook. Somebody doesn't want to be poked, though. That's just proof that they are a ghost, though, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And we're assuming he doesn't want to be poked, so... I'm kind of lost now. <laughs> this is what we call a tangent. <laughs> Just so lost. But so important. claiming fact based on circumstantial evidence. Yes. Or that. speculative evidence, that. I guess. We, we have beer, even... right? <laughs> Can we drink beer now? That sounds like you already had that... too many. No. <laughs> no such thing. Is that my job to get beer since I'm the intern? What? Sure. Why well, not? the bottle's in front of Miles, so <laughs> oh, yeah. Miles could open it with the bottle and pass some cups around and stuff. I got my glass. I fucking hate your glass so much. <laughs> really? So Rick's glass is a decapitated a Mountain Dew bottle that he cut the top no, off. Coca-Cola. Of. Oh, I'm sorry, a Coke bottle that he cut the top off of. He's a man of fine taste. <laughs> it's yeah. a bottle, dude. It's a, it was made for holding liquid. I just I turned it. It, it still does. It's a glass now. No. We have all these sure glasses. At most, it's a cup. Definitely a cup. Because it's not made out of glass. Fine, it's a cup. Mm-hmm. A glass has a glass. to be made out of glass. Leave my cup alone. Your cup is stupid. I hate your cup. Now, that's just mean, dude. It's just all about... He's been hating on my cup for a long time. <laughs> I don't like it. Do you know how much work went into him cutting the top off of that cup? Yeah, I was here when he did it. Yeah. <laughs> it probably took him all about 10 seconds, by the way, by how jagged it looks. Uh, like, it's think. a dangerous cup. He's going to hurt himself no. and then sue me. I took a lighter and Dude, I, I smoothed guarantee- out one the part where I drink off of I, I guarantee one of these episodes, he's just going to be going, why so serious? <laughs> it's fine. Nobody else can drink from the cup because they don't know where the smooth edge is. Oh, okay. Yeah, now, now your cup is pretty awesome because it prevents people from taking sips of your beer. Uh-huh. It, it attacks because people grab random shit glasses like that and try to drink from them. I have to guard my glass for miles all the time. Miles, no, that's my beer. <laughs> oh, I bet that happens all the time. It actually uh, does. I don't. It's not good. <laughs> I admit nothing. <laughs> All right, um, I'm waiting 
for the beer to come around. I had to empty my cup. Oh. Okay. You didn't want to grab Your the Boddington's way. Pub Ale? Boddington's is delicious. It's, I know. It's fantastic. So good. It's a good idea. I found a recipe Ooh. for a, um, a historical porter. Historical a porter. Historical porter. Historical, yeah. Like the original style that they used to make. Mm-hmm. And what, like, is it... Is it different? Is it a good re- recipe? Or? I, I mean, it's a solid recipe. I, uh, it was based off of a lot of speculation, hearsay, and only like half-written uh, information from way the hell back when. Okay. 1770s, I think. Well, that's all the information they needed back then. It well, really is. What was misleading is that they said it was all brown malt. You you oh you can't make a beer with all brown malt. No. And so, Maybe they're just like, well, this malt is brown, therefore it is brown malt. No, because they're 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 a little smarter than that. I don't know. Well, why can't uh, you make it with all brown brown malt? Because there are no uh, activated enzymes that can break the starches down into sugars. You just end up with like slimy Jello stuff. Science. Ooh. Science so sounds tasty, <laughs> but there's yeah, always room for jello. Brown stuff. Yeah, Maybe that that's beer jello. Maybe that's historically <laughs> that's what a good idea. Were. You Back are a genius. No, beer jello. <laughs> you heard like, it first. I'm blind ninja. Beer jello. Beer jello. <laughs> that's what the porters were like back then. I am going to do that. No, we are going to do that. <laughs> no, Miles is going to do it because Miles does food with beer at Divine. Miles is going to do it. You have to put I'll my name it. on it. <laughs> this is Rick's beer jello. <laughs> you know, you know it's Rick. Just like carve your name into it and, into work. the jello. No, you know it's Rick's because it'll be in a shitty cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's not shitty. <laughs> it's kind of shitty. It's a little shitty. Dude, but I know we just my beer. I know we just met, but. That cup's shitty. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. So in front of us now, we have, uh, we have another beer from the Lips of Faith series. It smells sour. We've been going through these quite a bit, and I, so far I've been really impressed with most yeah. of them. Uh, this is a collaboration beer between New Belgium and Red Rock called, how do you how do you say that, Miles? Partablom. Partablom. All right. It's a ale brewed with peach juice, grains of paradise, and dandelion greens blended with wood-aged beer. What wood did they age the beer on? Probably oak. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah, probably oak. oak. It, I was, I was gonna, I said, it smells, oh, it smells like, kind of sour, but I do like maybe my, that's the peach uh, and dandelion situation. I do like my dandelion greens. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yes, sir. Ah, dandelion salad, delicious. Summer when spring rolls around, you'll see Carlos in the yard eating dandelions. <laughs> He's like a cow. He just gets down on all fours and just. Munches away. No, dandelions actually aren't no- native to North America, and they were brought over here as a food source for people. They used to eat them all all the time back in the day. Whoa. Yep. New <laughs> info. Yes, sir. I suppose they're easy to grow. They, it, they're, they grow like weeds. <laughs> all right. Are they wondering. as tasty as thistle, uh, as uh, thistles? <laughs> A thistle, 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 thistle. It's a gay thistle. <laughs> I'm still just trying to picture Carlos on all fours in the <laughs> eating the grass. <laughs> I'm just wondering, do you, do you like chew on your own cud, or how does that work? <laughs> no, you just swallow it. Okay. <laughs> 
to m- well, keep takes. No, I mean, how many times do you have to swallow it is my question. Just once. That's why I have multiple stomachs. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 Valuable advice from the guy that eats fifth Fifth Well, now that we've completely derailed the beer conversation, <laughs> let's get back to the beer. Right? It's not our fault the beer has Danny line in it, though. <laughs> Come on. This is true. All right, Miles, what do you think of the beer? Give me a moment to actually taste it. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, why, why are you doing that? What was the grain What's, in it again? Grains of Paradise. Grains what of is Paradise. That? Like, it, uh, Miles, do you want to take this one or Eric? It's a grain from Paradise. Yeah. Very good. Good 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 for you. Now what that is it actually? <laughs> uh, <laughs> First the jackass answer, now the real one. Yes. No, I, I'm not I, I don't know Grains of Paradise very well, but uh, they look like little orangey peppercorns mm-hmm. and they're just they've got uh spicy characteristics. I think Samuel Adams, uh, their winter lager is made with a good amount of grains of paradise if yeah. you want a reference point for that. Okay. Aphromum Melaguata is what it is the name. Sure. Wait, one more time? Sounds perfect. I can't say it again. I could barely say it the first time, and it's probably wrong. All I heard was Afro Melaguata. Yep. It's also known as the alligator pepper. Uh, oh, really? It looks That's... like a peppercorn, as he said. So, like, it's native draw... to West Africa. Hooray! So, it, like, draws My alligators people. or something? I don't know why they call it an alligator pepper. It it's could. just... I'm just reading Wikipedia. This could be completely wrong. People name things stupid shit, though. They sure do. They really do. <laughs> like Casey. I was going to say like I was going to say like Carlos because this kid's white as hell. And who, who the hell names a white kid Carlos? <laughs> Actually, I think I named him Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> and it has peach juice in it. So there's you know, there's a. I, I I wish I wish we had access to the base beer so we could try that next to it just to see how yeah. the things changed it. But I could go without <coughs> the uh, the peach the peach juice flavoring in. Like, there's not a whole lot in there, but still, I don't know. I think it'd be a little bit better without that. And I don't. I think it, it brings a little delicate nuance to it, man. You, you can you can taste it on the rear end of of your swallow, and it's it's pretty good, man. I like it. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think there's anything in the Lips of Faith series as good as the uh, coconut curry. The coconut curry Hefeweizen I, was but, really good. But this is, this sounds is pretty amazing. good. It was phenomenally good. It or is good. we were just it's really drunk. A, I'm not really sure. No. No, it was really good. <laughs> that's why we... That's, that's why. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's... I think maybe... Like the peach kind of is is sweet, so they put the dandelion greens in, kind of brings it back. I don't know. A little a little peppery note for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There there's a lot going on. There's in this a lot beer, of stuff and happening. And I, I I feel like it's almost too much. Like just maybe cut something out, but I'm I'm not sure what. Take out the fiffle. The fiffle. <laughs> there was no fiffle. So we'll, <laughs> we'll add some then. Why would anybody decide to add dandelion greens to beer? That just well, they make dandelion wine. They do. Do they uh-huh. really? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's a thing. It, I guess it doesn't well, taste very good. Well, they make wine out of anything. I guess. Yeah. There yeah. is that. Miles, I don't think we got your opinion. No, it's God. This is 
This is interesting. I don't know if I'd say good or bad, but it's hard to tell where the Belgian yeast ends and the grains of paradise begins. Uh, and most of that masks the, is it the peaches? Yeah, the peach yeah, the, juice. The, the, the peach juice. is very, very subtle. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the they get the bittering from the dandelion green, and that's interesting. It's, it's different. It, yeah, different would be a way to put it. There's there's just way too much going on. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a dandelion party in your mouth. And I I don't think the wood age beer was the wood age base was necessary. I mean, you can you can you you can taste it, but I don't know. If if anything, I think the wood aged beer just kind of ends up being uh, a better platform for all of this to sit on top of. Good okay, point. it, it Good kind point. of uh, mellows it all out and makes it a very neutral kind of beer, you know, nothing that would interfere with everything else that you're supposed to be tasting. Okay. I think a regular beer, and it would have been uh, even more, somehow more complex and even more difficult to handle. Makes sense. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Okay. Begrudgingly. 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 You know, one good thing I think about it, like the the carbonation level seems to be pretty spot on for the flavor of the beer. Yeah. It gives it a really good zing. Yeah, it I mean we we are nice. drinking it at. I mean it's it's a little on the warmer side. Yeah, but for a beer like this though, I I think we'd want this is kind of where we want it, just so we can taste everything. I would probably want to try it colder. You think so? Yeah, colder as opposed to warmer. We'll just stick it outside for about two minutes, and you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> if that, I, I, I said colder, not frozen. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Good point. <laughs> all right. Freeze so fast it'll break the glass. Hey, that rhymed. Ah, Whoa. Are you a rapper? He's a a born rapper over there. It's called freestyle. We're going to drop a beat for you. (laughs) Where are the banjos? All right. Uh, In other news. (laughs) No, we don't do banjos anymore. It's bullshit. I know. I thought we were working on that. It's it's a thing. Casey says he's working on it, but he's he's actually, he has no plans on ever bringing the banjos back. (laughs) That's not true. That's why he took charge of the project. (laughs) (laughs) So you can keep saying, oh, yeah, I'm working on it. And like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, then I'm going to put you in charge of it. Yeah, but That's guess not what? not happen either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if I want to get done, I have to be in charge of it. I don't want to get done. <laughs> so banjos aren't coming back. Yeah, they, they will if I can find a good place for them. Okay, good. I, we just don't right now have a good place in the show for them. But nobody right, cares right, about that anyway. I, really, I, everybody I cares care about, about the banjos. The banjos. You, you know, anytime you know, I come on, you can always play the banjos because I'm from Arkansas. And, you know, throw a How about you just banjo bring a banjo and start playing? Do you just want me to play some banjos? Yeah, yeah just banjo it. music. Just play some banjos uh, real quick. Where's the... Steve Martin does a good banjo. The chat wants He's banjos. amazing yeah. banjo. There's nobody in the really, chat. We yeah, well, this, I lied. We don't need this So what? We just need the banjos. No, I'm just playing some banjos for banjos? like 30 seconds. Here we go. This is the fast. There, see? Here we, we go. go. All right. Yeehaw! I love it. All right. So, I'll make okay, it quieter. So, so see, now, now, this is when you would have to press the button. No. Yes. I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. All right. And now you Good can turn job. the banjos off to go into the news. Good. Banjos are gone. <laughs> 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 huh. 
Hello, what? dog. Yeah, I, I was wondering, like, what? we have a guest. I, I thought the Xbox ghost was coming down the set. Whose steps. dog is that? <laughs> Good question. Whose dog is that? Whose dog is this? I have no idea. It's my parents' dog. <laughs> Rick is really confused. I've never, I've never seen a dog here before, ever. And then, a, then the dog just like, oh, hey, let me check this out. I thought he just came in off the street. Did you close the door on your way in? I did. Are you sure? We're, yeah. we're getting stragglers in here. Hello, stray dog. Just What's chilling. this dog's name? This dog is Dakota. Let's get him a mic. No. Dakota growled at me. Dakota growls at everyone <laughs> for it. She she's in a bad mood today. I think that's it. Give her some beer. She's a bitch. Literally. Quite literally. <laughs> no, see it's because you've been ignoring her for the Xbox all day. Yeah, well so <laughs> <laughs> I'm Priorities. Just that's why she's angry. Probably. All right, news? All right, news. Because <laughs> the dog got distracted. All right. A Wendy's employee in Georgia was arrested and fired the other day after she put a half-smoked joint on a customer's burger. Makes sense, yes. <laughs> the customer discovered the joint on top of her pickle and immediately called the police. Oh. <laughs> what? They didn't want to thank the employee? Well, uh, yeah, I would have been quite happy with that one. I'd be like, hey. Why that little bit... Or that little bit of detail is necessary on top of the pickle because it makes the story <laughs> well, real. Well, you know, you don't put you know a joint on the ketchup. That's just weird. Yeah, that's, <laughs> who puts a joint on a burger? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this anymore. It's called special burgers. Well, when she was questioned about it, she said that they she she immediately said that yeah we were smoking, and I guess I just forgot. <laughs> I just set it down on the pickle real quick. I, I meant to. I meant to pick it back up and keep going. But I just got so tired. Does it say what kind of hamburger it was? It does not. Does it say what kind of pot it was? It does not. Well, these are details we need to know. I mean, what if it was some Maui Wowie on a double baconator? That sounds like this shit. What was it? At least a crinkle cut pickle. It's Wendy's. I don't know what kind of pickles they have. I, I believe that is what they have. Okay. Do they have crinkle cut? Okay. In most cases. I don't I, know. I, I can I imagine think so. some of their burgers would have like the uh, the long, thin slices. I don't know. What do you, what do you call that? Uh, McDonald's has the has the round, thin slices. Yeah. Well, they have the crinkle cut ones, too. Yeah. For their oh, that's right. For their, for their Angus burgers. Angus. Angus. Yeah. Angus. Next that story. was fun. <laughs> a trucker apparently passed out after a particularly violent sneeze. <laughs> Please tell me this has something to do with an airbag. <laughs> uh, and that caused the truck he was driving to crash and spill its cargo all over the highway. What was the cargo, you ask? Because yes. that's the question on everyone's mind. Kleenex. Corn syrup. Oh. <laughs> the sticky situation oh, caused God. traffic to back up for 13 miles. That pun is the only reason I included it, because I wanted to say that. Where was this at? <laughs> uh, it was outside of Washington, Pennsylvania. Okay, I don't know how their weather is right now, because that corn syrup could be a bitch if it was cold. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> that highway's done until spring. <laughs> I like the image of, 
Hachu, thump. <laughs> You're just like, Hachu. Oh. <laughs> so I was kind of hoping he set off his own airbag somehow. <laughs> Hachu, poof. I'm sure that'll happen to me one day. I'll just pass out from sneezing. <laughs> You'll sneeze so hard like you hit your head on the wall or something. <laughs> At least oh, you won't man. be able to sp- spill corn syrup all over. <laughs> That's oh, the worst thing. No, the worst is he's going to be playing Need for Speed. Oh, I know. There's no and you can't pause. <laughs> I come to and like I've been arrested by the cops. It's like, no, 15 <laughs> minutes of progress. There's nobody that's like, oh, corn syrup truck spilled. Let's go get some corn syrup. <laughs> I think if it was a Walmart truck, you'd have people flocking the scene <laughs> to try to clean it up. Well, just to like get the stuff that fell yeah. out without anyone noticing. The corn syrup, nobody's even going to clean that up unless you pay them. I could just see someone out there with like a snow shovel and a pail. <laughs> I'm going to put this on all my pancakes. Good tonight. Call the wife. <laughs> Tell her we going to make stuff with corn syrup. <laughs> I done grocery shopping for next month. Now we got the high fructose. <laughs> All that corn syrup, technically more unhealthy than toxic waste. <laughs> uh, China and Britain have struck up a $73.6 million deal for Britain to export British pig semen to China so China can make better pigs. <laughs> That's a thing. Really. That is a thing. Do you can you imagine how much pig semen you could buy for seventy three point six million dollars? I got no. seventy three million dollars. No, how see, much the, semen do you have? The worst thing is it's not going to be paying for the semen. It's going to be paying the guys who have to get it. I feel so bad yeah, for the guys a, who have to go for the jerk ability off all to those pigs. It. No, because you still have to have guys like. Okay, there's a pig. There's a jar. Need to get semen from the pig into the jar. <laughs> if you ask me, that's what Chinese child labor is for. Well, are they jerking like, off pigs? Well, but they they need the British pig semen, which means well, each pig is stuck in a little room with like a picture of Miss Piggy in lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, do pigs oink with an English accent? Oink 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 sir. oink oink. No, no, they'll just have a. They don't have child laborers. Well, they don't have Chinese ch- uh, child laborers, but they do have orphans. So they just use the orphans. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> British people have a lot of orphans. <laughs> I heard, I heard the artful dodger all. is looking for work. <laughs> Please, Wilbur, can I get some more? <laughs> some more? Wilbur's like, man. I'll give you some more. Oink, <laughs> <laughs> oink, <oink>, motherfucker. <laughs> do not film that because that video would be very illegal. <laughs> I like that we have to point that out now. <laughs> yeah. What, what a surprise for the pig. Like, walks, goes in the room. Oh, God, I'm going to be baking. I'm going to be baking. Oh, God, that's a hand job. Oh. <laughs> this is your purpose. This is way better than being bacon. <laughs> Thank you very much, kind sir. <laughs> being a pig's not so bad these days. <laughs> Yeah, but then they get slaughtered right after. <laughs> now they get they got a couple years yeah, where they're putting what? out good semen, you know then what? they get slaughtered. They call it dying happy. <laughs> yeah, Poor they got pins. their happy end. So <laughs> literally, <laughs> <laughs> happy pigs means happy pork. 
<laughs> Peter Clatworthy, a 19-year-old uh, Billboro re- uh, UK resident, won an eBay auction for an Xbox One for the amount of $750. I saw this one. When the package arrived, he opened it excitedly, but... He found inside. He found a picture of an Xbox One. <laughs> Upon rereading the listing, it clearly states that it's a picture of an Xbox One, not an Xbox One. Oh, that's great. Which he apparently saw before he bid on it. Reading comprehension, but figured eh, it's probably just a mistake in the listing. <laughs> and it wasn't hilarious. even a good picture. No, like, I saw the picture. It was like half faded on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, it, it was like printed off like an old like inkjet printer <laughs> yeah. that's that's like Uncomputer running out of paper. ink. And he literally maybe just the- took his Xbox, set it on a photocopying machine. <laughs> no, what I'm thinking happened was that person bought it off somebody else like that. It's like, oh god, there's a picture. Well, I'm going to sell it again, get my money back. That's what he should do with it. Was the picture at least in color? Yeah, but it was all like the bottom half was and... like a pink filter because of how the how the printer yep. sucked. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But he's like, well, at least all my friends got a good story out of it. <laughs> so at least he has a good attitude about but it. But I did spend seven hundred and fifty dollars on this joke. Oh god! It probably right. helps that he's he's the person who uh, put the join on the hamburger. <laughs> it makes me think of the uh, Big Bang Theory episode where Raj gets a an authentic wand from Harry Potter from eBay. And oh, it's pays, a stick? Like, yeah, and it's a stick. And he's like, oh, it's numbered. It's a collectible. <laughs> and then he keeps it. A stick. <laughs> a private company, Moon Express is planning the first moon landing in over 40 years. Uh, Their spacecraft, MX-1, is an unmanned vehicle that is going to the moon in 2015 to scoop up 130 pounds of moon rocks and dust and return to Earth. Uh, Moon Express is is hoping to eventually start mining on the moon to get all those moon materials. (laughs) Like all that rock and stuff that we don't have here on Earth. Yeah, well, apparently there's a lot of minerals out there that are rare here on Earth. Like dust. Yeah, like moon right. dust. I think moon dust is called some. It's like regular. Poison is basically something. really, There's really a specific bad for name you. for moon dust. Like poison for your lungs. You have a basically. computer in front of you. Yeah, yeah, I do. Nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. No, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I want to yeah. know. But I, I, I'm really excited about this. Like, no, I, I am too. Having having unmanned moon missions, but from a private company, that's we're just we're this uh, much closer to yeah. living on the moon. So, no, the privatization. Just give the robots a foothold on the moon. They'll never take their. They'll never come back. Well, the then they won't try to kill us. Well, I found it. Regolith. Regolith? Is what it's called. Yes. Regolith. Layer of loose, he, loose, loose? heterogeneous <laughs> material covering the solid rock. Is that the uh, I say it's boyfriend? <laughs> yes, it is. Regolith. You know, I once had a level 15 barbarian named Regolith. It's kind of cool. Well, moon dust? He, he's just made out of moon dust. I don't think so. No, he was just extraterrestrial. Makes sense. Out he's a pretty world. badass dude. Yep. So that it's Regolith. <laughs> okay. Cool. Fun fact. And now you know. (laughs) They're mining regolith. I like it. Uh, The U.S. is seeing the highest number of cases of measles that it's seen in years. And 98% of the patients weren't vaccinated. 
So yeah, this whole like vaccination scare culture that that ha- that's happening in America is causing spikes of illnesses that were pretty much eradicated at one point. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, they've even reported cases of polio in the U.S., which is uh, it's insane. It's so dumb. No, like this is like the greatest I told you so ever. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they won't listen I because a- science. I have a cousin who's a real hipster like that and didn't get her kid vaccinated for like anything and I mean that kid looks like he's he's really sickly, you know, and it's I, I can understand like, hey, maybe they do put arsenic or mercury in these vaccinations, but goddamn when your kid is crippled in, in a wheelchair because he has polio, you're gonna feel like a jackass. Such a dick. <laughs> you're just gonna feel like the worst person. You're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> you said I'm a dick. <laughs> You know, they have a word for people like you, and it's dick. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hate the government getting involved in shit, but these things should be mandatory. That is, that is, well, that's something that the government should have involvement in. What is he doing? What the fuck is in this beer? A widget. Yeah, it's a widget, dude. It's a widget. Uh, it's a nitrogen widget. It gives it that huh. out it of the draft taste. basically pops as soon as you crack the beer open. Huh. I had no idea that I was in there. <laughs> I thought it was a chunk of ice for a second. I got real drunk off Guinness one night and I wanted I was real curious what those things look like and it took me about fifteen minutes to rip the can of Guinness open and I was really disappointed. Yeah, it's just like a little plastic ball. Yeah. yeah it looks like, a, a, like I a, thought it was gonna be some cool like nitrous like tube. One inch wiffle ball or something. Yeah, 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 it, yeah yep. Having it being yeah. a mystery is way cooler. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely cooler when it's a mystery. It's funny looking. Anyway. <laughs> Um, EA's stock has bounced back after they announced that uh, no dice projects were being delayed. The stock bro- the stop the stock dropped after EA said that all dice projects were on hold until they fixed the Battlefield 4 server issues. They still have not gotten back to me about fixing your copy of Battlefield 4, Rick. I'm sorry. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to talk about it on here. <laughs> Listen to Console Cowboys. What about uh, SimCity? Have they fixed SimCity yet? <laughs> I, they... <laughs> you guys should go back and do this. <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> that's, that's too bad. Um, Bungie's first game since the Halo series, Destiny, has a release date. <gasps> September 9th, 2014. <gasps> what? No, oh, no, that's, that's way too late. Year. Is it just more Halo? No. But not Halo. So it's like Halo? It's, it's like it's, uh, but not amazing. Halo. It's Halo without Master Wait, Chiefs. How, how and... is that too long? Well, I was hoping for like June or tomorrow. July. Yeah, I, I, I would like <laughs> to. September's ambitious. <laughs> like. All the things that they're trying to do, it's an ambitious deadline. I know, but... If there's one company that can do it, though, I mean, it's Bungie. Those guys know what they're doing when it comes to their games, so I I would have faith in them to make a decent game. You know, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. All kinds of fun. Uh, I have that pre-ordered. I got no information, so... Yep. 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 You have a computer in front of you. That is the end of the news segment today. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's it is. That's, that's, that's all the news. Nothing new happened. I guess uh, today is the 7th of December, and that has Pearl historical yeah historical significance, so we can just mention that, I guess. Hooray. Um, somebody died this week, too. Uh, oh, God, what was his name? Mandel? Nelson Mandel. Nelson Mandel. Yeah. 
He died this past week. That's a thing that happened. At 95 years old. Oh, I don't even feel bad then. That's <laughs> <laughs> some old guyness, right? He died of old age. Yeah, at that point, it's not dying, it's winning. Oh, I guess Paul Walker died did too. Win. Did we talk about that? I yeah, think. but I just don't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we even well, had the... Uh, too soon jokes. Oh, uh, there <laughs> is that. Yes. I don't remember what happens in the show. I'm just sitting here talking into a microphone. All right. Uh, we have a discussion. I guess we should get into that. Let's get to it. Um, we are doing another homebrew segment. This week, we are talking about electronic brewing. Yay. Because what? everything's better with electricity. Yeah. Yes. Well. So, Miles, why don't you get started? Oh, let's what is electric brewing? Like... Uh, typically, it just kind of means it, it takes it takes human error out of the equation for the most part. Uh, in this case, I have my mash my mashing setup uh, mostly electric, <laughs> um, but I'm going to repl- be replacing automated parts with uh, an electronic control box. So I just kind of set a few parameters push a button, flick a switch, and then it takes care of the rest for me. Okay. So is is electronic brewing, is this like in the, the cooking process of the of the of the beer? Like when you're Well, I do do you know what it's like to make beer? Uh, I've I've seen why, why don't you give a quick okay. rundown of the process? Well uh the the part that I'm talking about primarily today is um the mashing. And so you would take your barley, you would get it crushed, and then you would put it in a mash tun or a cooler uh, with a bunch of hot water and then you would let it sit and then you would drain that and then that becomes your beer. Um, What makes mashing so difficult is uh, just sugar extraction, trying to get as much as you can, being able to hold temperatures because different temperatures have different effects on your beer. Um, And that's that's the big one, being able to maintain temperature. So it's like a temperature control thing was the point Uh, of the electronic? Okay. Um, Part or it's the bigger part of it, but yes. Um, and in holding temperature allows for you to replicate recipes more consistently. And it, it, it also just means that if you have uh, a final product that isn't the way you wanted it, you can more reliably look at your process and figure out what you want to change. You know, so it's not a bunch of, um, you know, like I said, it takes most of the human error out of it so that you can know what to change, and then you can very easily do it. The same again? If you the, like, yeah, you do it the same again, it. or uh, go th- go ahead and and put in your changes and know that it, or know that there is going to be a difference. How easy is it to make changes like with a setup like that? Uh, with like, a setup just, like, like punching num- like do you like punching numbers or something? Yeah, or, like- it, it would be just punching numbers. Uh, so what my setup would look like is. Um, I have what's called a, uh, a RIMS or a HERMS. Uh, it's a recirculating mash method. And so uh, using a pump, I drain the beer out, and then I just kind of put it right back in. And the reason that's beneficial is, like I said, you're trying to get all of that sugar out, and normally it just kind of sits in water. So if you imagine a cup of warm water with some sugar in it, It'll it'll dissolve, but slowly. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just put a spoon in there and stir it, you know it all dissolves right away without a problem. Uh-huh. And 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 that's effectively what the recirculation does. It's like putting that spoon in and stirring huh. it. Um, 
and I'm also going to be installing some immersion heaters, which will also be hooked up to the control box. Uh, a thermal couple will take, you know, constantly take the temperature and then control the heating to turn it on and off to make sure that I can stay within half a degree of error. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what I have right now is a, is a royal pain in the ass to work with. I use a drill pump, so I, I have to run that manually. Uh, I don't have electronic temperature readers, so I, I just have a, a couple of thermometers that I have, like, IV'd into the tubing mm-hmm. that I read. And I, again, right now, instead of just going right back to the mash tun, I run it through a, a copper coil that's immersed in a heat bath on a uh, on a plate burner. So I turn that on and off or up and down, depending on whether or not I need to put in more heat. And so all of that is very manually controlled, and like I said, it's, it's a royal pain in the ass. If all I have to do is press three buttons, and then I can walk away and play Xbox One for right. a while, and it's going to get better results. Yeah, give, give you a more uh, consistent product. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. It almost makes it weatherproof, too. So, you know, for so example... So you can do it inside. I could do it inside, or I could even do it outside if for some reason I wanted to. In the two months out of the year when it's warm here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, the the point is, is if you try... I mean, a mash tun is basically just a cooler. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you do it in the dead of summer, you might lose three, four degrees in an hour. But if you do it in winter, you might lose as much as 10, you know, depending on certain variables. And huh. that's, that, that's, like, horrible. You right. don't ever oh, yeah. want to have that happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, with what I'm looking to build, I'll just push a couple of buttons, and I could have it inside or outside, and I'm not going to lose any more or less uh, temperature inside. That sounds uh, stepping up a little bit uh, to professionalism there. It sounds like a a good setup. It's been a work in progress for about three years. So what's the final plan for your setup? Is it eventually to be like have all the numbers pushed and uh, entered and just press one button and then that's it for until it's done? No, no, uh, not quite. It'll be pretty darn close. So different recipes will want different temperatures. And so, I mean, I'll have to push a couple of buttons to make sure it gets to that temperature. Uh, let's see, there will be an on switch uh, for the pump, so that would be one button. Uh, I would have an on switch for the control module, and then a couple of buttons to set the temperature, and then I would just walk away. Oh, you don't want to have a computer enter it for you all? Just I would en- still have to push buttons. Just, you can make it so you just press one button <laughs> after you have all the... Just a big red button. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> well, of course, what other color would you Brew. Be? That, okay. that, uh, that assu- flashes. <laughs> yeah. assuming it's got a flash. It's in a glass case. No, assuming the temperature is set, uh, it would be one button and one switch. All right. So if that's too much for you... <laughs> he, he, wa- he wants you, you to should, get rid of the switch. You maybe home brew, if it's too much work for you, maybe homebrewing is probably not the hobby for you. <laughs> probably exactly, not. Yeah. If exactly. that's too much work, it's definitely not. Maybe yeah. setting up that rig is not the job you need. But, yeah. uh, are you going to do electric boil as well? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I don't, honestly don't think that's nearly as necessary. Uh, the biggest, the biggest benefit of doing an electric boil is um, just saving saving energy. Yeah. Because uh, right now I have a propane, you know, propane burner, and that works just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the propane costs money, obviously, and the way an electric one is set up is it adds heat 
until it recognizes that no more heat is going uh-huh. in. In other words, it's reached the boiling point. It takes note of that, and then it just kind of keeps, keeps going on and off to, to be able to right. maintain that that boiling temperature. Right. And so that you know that saves you know some money and and, and such, but it doesn't really affect well, the yeah, beer. Well, as plus much. Uh, plus you can do it inside, yeah, <laughs> which is huge. Yeah. Does does the boiling temperature? I mean, if it, it, it does it affect the quality of the beer? Uh, the the biggest difference is going to be whether or not it's a really vigorous rolling boil or not. Right. Uh, you are looking for a more rigorous boil. As long as you're obtaining that, um, it doesn't really matter. It, not, you're not, not a big deal. Yeah, the differences are not going to be noticeable. To yeah, I mean, anybody. the the worst that would happen is you could get some caramelization of the wort yeah. at times. but Yeah, but you either have to be going for a really, really hard boil or a really, really long one. And so even that, the effects are going to be negligible. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I guess, I didn't really, we didn't really think through this topic very well, much. I'm trying to think of... <laughs> Uh, what other? We're, we're looking to be able to get this uh, applicable to your brew setup too. Yeah, I guess. All right. So if if you're starting with like what I have, which is just a cooler mash tun with a false bottom, what like what what kind of steps would you take to um, uh, start converting over? The the first thing you would need to do, and is, what kind of cost are we looking at? If you do it right, I I, I have a couple of uh, key pieces already, and. I have a list of everything that I will need. Probably around a hundred and fifty bucks if you do it right on Amazon. Okay, so like somebody who already has this for a hundred and fifty bucks, they can they can convert to a like a an electric mash system. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's a little hard to guess right now. I'm looking to spend about a flat one hundred to get any everything else I need. Mm-hmm. And the everything else I need is going to include uh, an electronics control box, you know, a, a yep. project box that's rated for electrical components. I'm going to need a, um, a terminal block, which is like a wire connect yeah, station. Uh-huh. I need a CFGI, which is like an electrical or uh, a power strip that's grounded. Um, th- I need the immersion heaters. Uh, for my setup, I'm going to be using two most most uh, homebrew setups would probably only need one. Okay. Depending on shape and size. Shape and size. Yeah. I just, I have a 23 gallon cooler. Yeah. Most people don't go beyond 10 or 12. Yeah. So that, that's why I'm looking to get two. Okay. Um, I wires, I got a 25 uh, foot long spool of wire that I'll be using 12 gauge if, if people are curious and, uh, a couple of other uh, solid state relay. You need a PID temp control module. It's a list, and and I'll be able to get it to Casey if he wants to. Yeah, I, I can I can post it somewhere, and if if you guys yeah. are curious about it. Yeah, and so right now the tough part is I'm just making sure I'm doing my research. I'm talking to people, making sure that all of my stuff will work together properly. You know, like wire size, amps, and voltage, and all that mm-hmm. sort of things, which I don't know about. Um, and then it's mostly just piecing it together. Uh, if you have an existing setup, about the biggest change you will need to do is install the immersion heater. Uh, you would need a uh, a false, not a false bottom. You'd need a manifold okay. for a false bottom instead because you're going to be running the liquid in a circle 
and a false bottom just would not work. Yeah. You would, you would wreck things really, really quickly. Uh, and a thermocouple. I think that's okay. the last thing. All right. Yeah. And then as soon as you get that. So just a lot of little stuff. It's, it's a lot of little things. And it's like, uh, you know, you could buy these, you know, about $35 at a time. I think right now Amazon is doing like, if you get more than $35 for an order, they do free shipping. And so it's like every, you know, every paycheck just get $35 worth of stuff. A month or so you can build this and then you can be electric brewing. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. Cool. So I'm, I'm looking to get my stuff on Tuesday. Awesome. Very cool. Not receive it, but purchase it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, so are, are you looking at moving like your mashing process indoors then? Uh, we've this, we've been mashing indoors, okay. Uh, mostly because like my setup is really really janky, you know, very jury. That, that's that's a word for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it it works. And doing it inside, uh, just the the plate burner, the the source of heat that I have is uh, um can be subject to the elements. So okay. if, if it's like I bring it outside and there's a cold wind that can mess with it and it just won't work. All right. So we, we had been doing it inside. Okay. But this um, will make it much more compact. Yeah. I, I guess electric brewing, like there's, there's not a whole lot. I mean, to talk about, why don't we open it up to general brewing questions? Sure. If you guys have any, if, I mean, not to throw you guys on the spot or anything, but you you both have expressed interest in the brewing process, and yes. so I guess now is a good time to just throw out some questions and have a discussion. I'm I'm really just kind of curious. I, I, I like to cook myself. You know, I, I know a lot about food and ingredients. Like, how do you go about choosing what you're going to use to brew your beer with? Like, I mean, like we had this beer with the dandelion in it, and it's like. Who sits there and thinks, "Hey, let's throw some dandelion and some peach in a beer"? Is there, well, is there any, you know, something like this would I, is kind of like two parts crazy, one it, part it, random. That's what it seems like. It's, yeah. it's yeah, it's just I, like I something. Don't honestly, I mean, most of the time, if you see something like this, a lot of research has gone into it. In other words, someone's like, "Well, we, I mean, dandelion is that a thing?" Mm-hmm. You know. And if not, how can we make it a thing? And then they just start shooting the shit. They run 30 experiments, and then right. they finally come up with an idea they think they'll work. Or they're Sam Calione, and they're like, we got some moon rocks. Can we throw that in a... <laughs> 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 exactly. What is the name? What was it? Reculos? Or? Re- regolith. 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 Yeah. regolith. Yes. Do we should brew some beer with some regolith and <laughs> sell it for like ten thousand dollars a bottle? Would. Let's it's, get it's some access. Yeah, Dogfish had do it. Did it? Yeah, Dogfish did it. Yeah, yeah. Sam Calione or Calagione or whatever. Calione. Ka- yeah. Well, let's definitely do that. Sam Cannoli. I like cannolis. Cannoli. No, no. But, uh, moon rocks have been done. We have to do Mars rocks now. Mars rocks. There you go. <laughs> Mars rocks. Let's like drink Mars. <laughs> <laughs> when Mars attacks, there used to be water there, but we made beer with it. <laughs> I would do that too. Right. Make a beer with extraterrestrial water. I want to. I, awesome. I, we need to brew beer in space, guys. A that is a thing. Space beer. <laughs> Though I, do, I don't know how how it would work with don't uh, you need gravity. Like the, well, see, it fixed. Boiling temperatures. Yeah, no, well, yeah, it, yeah. It, it affects boiling temperatures. You can't have open flames, so it'd have to be all electric. Um, and how do you keep it contained and get the rolling boils so, like, the hops I summarize properly and all that? I guess we're going to have to engineer some kind of uh, gravity generator first. And, and then, then spin it really fast. And then, and, then, and then brew beer in space. 
I'm not just, sure if it defeats the purpose. <laughs> just brew it as normal and sell it because people still buy it because it was brewed in fucking space. That's true. People are suckers. They would believe it. I'd I'd buy that beer. I'd buy that. Beer. I would buy space beer, even if it wasn't good. I'd still buy it and drink right? it. Right? Like I'm drinking beer that was in space. It's space beer. That cosmic radiation just gives it a little bit of something. something. <laughs> oh boy, Michelob Golden space boiled beer. by the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Burst space. <laughs> so, um, do you guys have any like favorite recipes? Like, well, what do you what uh, do you get a kick out of? I I really enjoy uh, brewing traditional, um, like just traditional styles. Really, I don't deviate a whole lot. Old world type beers. Yeah, uh, I I like to do a lot of English beers. Um, and some American like pale. Well, everyone has their their American pale ale recipe. Everyone has one that they're constantly tweaking. You you have to have one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, those are my favorite. What about you, Miles? You usually uh, like to do the big heavy oh, stouts. Jesus. We've done everything you can imagine practically. Uh, we've done big barley wines, wee heavy scotch ales, stouts. We've done a. Uh, we've even done really light beers, simple pale ale, smash beer. Uh, cream ale, uh, we made that with apricots. Oh, uh, that that sounds delicious. That was, I think, our most well received beer. That's in, that's intriguing. Yeah, uh, and uh, super hoppy. We've done just obscenely hoppy beers. Gotta like that. <laughs> what's yeah. what's your favorite to brew though? Um, honestly, the my my personal favorite ones to brew are the ones that challenge the equipment that I make to brew them. Uh, and an example would be the the barley wine we made. Uh, we had been wanting to make uh, bigger beers like that, but we just knew that our equipment was literally not big enough. And you don't just get a bigger mash ton. You have to get a bigger mash ton with uh, a customized false bottom and, you know, et cetera. And having a bigger mash ton doesn't mean or just mean you can make bigger beers. You have to apply different processes and potentially equipment to make it successful and so like i had to basically from ground zero make an entire new brewing setup that we now use to to succeed and the the first beer we made was when it was half completed it was a it was our stout we i think we hit like 1085 for original gravity and then we bumped it up to I think uh, 11.05 with the dry malt extract. So we added like four pounds or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was pretty big. Um, but then after that, when I was done with it, we made a barley wine. And with uh, no, no extract additions, we hit 11.11 gravity. So was... when we're talking about gravity and stuff like that, that is the amount of like a, of sugar in solution. It's like the specific gravity. Yes. And so the higher it is, the more sugar there is. The more and alcohol that, you that, Yeah, that relates to more alcohol down the road. Right. Okay. Yeah, and in this case, um, uh, 1080 is, is pretty darn big. Um, and getting into 1100 area is really, really massive. 1060 is where like a lot of like the I, – or I guess I, is it IPAs at 1060? IPAs. Uh, even some stouts are, stouts, are only yeah. about 10 – 1050 1060 yeah so i mean that's 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 your normal range right there the 1050 1060 yeah and we're talking about doing almost double that yeah so (laughs) i mean that was that was a proud moment because that that was that was pretty darn cool it gets more and more 
difficult to get those higher gravities because you're trying to put more diminishing returns in less uh-huh. water. Right. Right. Yeah. Because like a, a typical recipe is like 10 or 12 pounds, give or take. This one was 28. <laughs> so double for for a, for a double. five gallon batch. For I mean, a five gallon. Batch, I, I yeah. do. I mean, usually when I'm doing my ten gallon batches, we're like at twenty two yeah. pounds for ten gallons. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and so this was, I mean, this one was absolutely ridiculous. It absolutely challenged uh, my abilities to be able to make the beer, and and it was successful. So. And it was, it, if I remember, I, we, I you brought this one in for us to try, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. that was. Uh, I don't know if we tried the. Uh, I know you brought one of your big ones in, it and we tried it. And white it was wax fucking was delicious. the stout. That okay. Was the stout. Okay. Yeah. That one. Was that one also turned out really, really well. Uh, right now we have the barley wine kegged. Oh. So next time you're in the area. Yeah. Definitely. I would. I would <laughs> like to try that because it sounds sounds pretty delicious. It was it success story definitely. Where where would you guys recommend like a, a beer styles for a, a novice? I mean, somebody that has. What do you like to drink? drink? Yeah, beer. I, as <laughs> as long as it's in the ale category. I was, I was gonna think maybe ale is probably. A uh, good yeah, La- point. lagering. There's there's a there's an involved process lagering process to don't make you, a lager. Don't you the hops are, are brewed on top in a lager or something? No, like no. That? Uh, it's no. It's the yeast. It's, it's the all yeast, about temperature yeast, yeah. with a lager. Okay. Yeah. All about temperature with a, ales can ferment at basically ambient. They need to be around like sixty five to seventy two yeah. is, is typical ale yeast fermentation. Uh, lager fermentation is uh, somewhere between like 35 and 55, and, and then, you switch between these temperatures. Yeah, like you you start low, and then you bring it up high for two days, and then you drop it really low again, and then yeah. you drop it even lower, and to like yeah. just above freezing. Yeah, so I mean, and you need to hit all these temperatures, or you don't end up with a good beer. So right. lagers are a pain in the butt to try and make, especially on a homebrew level. So but if you can make not, it, it's it's a technical achievement right. for sure. Yeah. So it's not for a novice, maybe somebody who's made a few can attempt yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and where you, their d- there's just so it. much more equipment that you need. Right. Yeah. I mean, you'd basically need a, well, a converted refrigerator. Well, then, what is the the easiest to do? Like that that requires the the least know how, the least amount uh, of equipment. For well, probably a pale ale. A pale yeah. ale. Well, lighter styles in general are. I mean, because you need to have about the same know how for all of them. Uh, the the difference is going to be, you know, how much are you, you know, how much grain are you going to try and mash and. If it's a reasonable amount, anywhere from eight to like fourteen pounds is is a reasonable amount, and you shouldn't have any issues. Mm-hmm. How many hops you end up dealing with can be a mild uh, complication. Depend, yeah. Well, yeah, and a couple a sp- of ounces not going to do much, but we've used as much as like fourteen ounces in a beer, and that is not fun. No. <laughs> well, you get like just this huge thing of hop sludge at the end, yeah, because it, it just absorbs so much of your liquid. Hop sludge clogging things and cleaning up afterwards. And Doesn't sound delicious. Well, I mean, it is. Oh, it smells delightful. Oh, Does it? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. It's just not fun to deal it's with. It's not fun to deal <laughs> with. Um, and then I guess my big thing is when you're starting out and starting to craft your own recipes, keep it simple. Like one or two oh, grains, yeah. Yeah. like one variety of hops, like maybe two. 
Some of the best yep. recipes I've seen have like seven things on. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was gonna say as far as the the food cooking world goes, uh, most mastered recipes are no more than seven or eight ingredients. Yeah, so that's uh, really but all you the. Need. You, you, the impulse is like when you start homebrewing, throw everything in the kitchen <laughs> right, sink into right. the pot and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And you don't. You need to learn like what the different grains taste like, and how that you know how they work together right, and stuff yeah. like that. And there's a lot of good research out there. There's a lot of good programs you can buy. Beersmith is one that. Beersmith is amazing. Beersmith love is, it is really really good. Um, Free plug for Beersmith there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll plug them all day long. I don't. Yeah. It's it's amazing software. It's very, really good. Very comprehensive and programmable. Even yep. if there's something not in there, you can put it in there. So what what's the craziest thing that you guys have put in a beer? Like where where are you at as far as dandelion um, and peach juice? I, see, I I like I I stay pretty traditional. Um, I have a watermelon beer that people keep requesting again. I mean, that's like I've. I've done. I think that's the only fruit beer I've done. I don't really add much to my beers. Uh, probably the craziest things we've done is uh, the apricot beer. I said uh, we've done some bourbon barrel aging. We bought a five gallon barrel and uh, primed it with bourbon and put a couple of mm-hmm. beers in that. Uh, we've done cherries, uh, peppercorns. We've done that. Peppercorns. That yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, we did it with a saison. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, peppercorn oh, saisons yeah. are delightful. That sounds yeah. good. So I mean, the the crazy things we've done haven't been unheard. They're nothing unheard of, right? So primarily fruits. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to try or to find something that hasn't been done. Oh, right. Mint. Yeah, mint. Yeah. we've done mint, 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 huh. mint leaves. I've done coconut, I'm... like, but that's not. Uh, yep, I've done yep. coconut too. That sounds interesting. Coconut milk stout turned Coconut out delightful. I would, yeah. I would give that a shot real quick and then get drunk because. Is <laughs> it about the same time? I think we did. I yeah. think I, I think we like we we talked about how we were going to do the coconut and everything together. Yep. And, is that yeah. the uh, the coconut curry beer you guys brought up? No, there? no. Was that, uh, was no, that, that something was, you bought? That was by these. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 The coconut curry one was a uh, hefeweizen. Hi. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so German wheat beer. It was out of control. Uh, yeah. No, I, I had a I had a buddy and he's like. Like, I really want to learn how to brew. And I'm like, well. Oh, Berliner like, Weiss, wasn't it? What? Coconut curry. Was it a Berliner Weiss? No, it was a half. Okay. I think. I want. I I could have sworn it was that. Now I want Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, okay. I remember. Okay. It, that's what was printed on it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if it was a Berliner, I would have bought all of the bottles. No, I love a good Berliner. I, I'm just thinking. They, they had two Berliners recently, right? I, did we? We had, we had one of the. Was it a Berliner that we had on the show? I think it with, was with the we, yeah because because we we had the coconut curry and then we had another one of the lips of faith ones and, it, yeah. and I think it was a blender I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to go re-listen to the show right. yeah whatever which seems like a lot of work <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was yeah um but yeah so yeah no I he he was really curious and I'm like all right well you you come up with a beer style and we'll figure out how to do it and he's like I want to do a coconut milk stout and I'm like for your first all right whatever <laughs> I I haven't made a milk stout so let's do it let's go yeah. for it and that was fun cuz we you know lactose and all that and like yeah pounds of coconut washed it uh toasted it oh well, yeah we didn't toast ours um oh that's right you didn't but yeah yeah so so what what did did you what what was your guys's coconut process and i'll tell you my coconut Um, process and you guys can decide which one sounds awesome we we bought uh (laughs) we bought prepackaged coconut 
shavings. And those come with uh, like artificial sweeteners and stuff mm-hmm. in them. So I washed it or I rinsed it in water, dried it off as best as I could. And then I put it on a cookie sheet lined with tin foil, and I I toasted it until it started coming out brown. Uh, rotated it so that I had pretty even browning all the way through, and then I more or less just took that and aged it in the beer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so in secondary. Or Second, I, I, secondary. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we did something. Well, we went and found organic coconut shavings, unsweetened. <laughs> they were expensive as fuck. Fucking yeah. hipster. Uh, I think and I spent like twelve bucks on two and a half pounds or something. It was. It, yeah. We we spent a ridiculous amount of money on our coconut. <laughs> what? But, why didn't you just buy a coconut? Yeah. Uh, do coconuts are like? Have you ever tried like, to deal with that? Oh, oh yeah. And no, have you ever tried to shave no. a coconut? Okay. Well, I guess since you guys and are, we need pounds I'll, and pounds. I'll, of- I'll, I'll teach you how to properly dismantle a coconut. Yeah, but when, it's actually really easy. But when you need pounds of coconut that's, that's, I like, guess that's true it's a, it's it a lot of a fucking lot coconut but anyway so we did that and then we did ours in the boil and so I took I took all the coconut and I threw it in a hop sack and then just chucked it in the kettle sure and uh, it, it it had a different like yours was coconut up front wasn't it yeah it was pretty punchy Our, ours coconut. ours was coconut on the back end it was it was very subtle like you could like it was it wasn't subtle enough where you could miss it but like you would taste it, and then it'd be like the last thing that you tasted was coconut. Ooh, coconut! Yeah, which I mean, it just two different like same ingredients, just different ways of using them. And yeah, you get and these then completely our, our different beer, results. Our beer didn't it technically turn out right. It stopped fermenting. Oh, that's right. You guys had yeah. the stuck fermentation on that one. Yeah, we, and then we went ahead and we bottled it. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, we we kegged it because we we were. Um, Stuck fermentation, basically the beer just, uh, for varying reasons, decides not to finish fermenting, which means that there's just tons of residual sugar in there and not nearly no, as is much there, Is there like nothing that you can do to, to oh, control no, that? Or you can no, repitch. Is it, is it just like a natural thing? Like it just is like, oh, f- these guys want to drink me and, and fuck them. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stop <laughs> fermenting. Pretty much. Ye- yeast can be temperamental sometimes. Yeah, It is a living be- organism. It is, yep. And... Uh, so we ended up with a beer that had a final gravity of like 1035, which is really, Holy really shit. thick. I mean, it was a really, really thick beer. and It's like syrup. Yeah. It, I mean, it drank <laughs> it's like corn syrup. syrup that spilled over the highway in Pennsylvania. <laughs> which, you know, which also means there's just that much more sugar for you to taste. So it was really rich and it was like 4% alcohol. So you could could just keep drinking and drinking mm-hmm. and drinking. And Delightful drinking. dessert beer, though. Yeah, oh, it was del- <laughs> oh, It was amazing. Probably a great cooking beer too. Like well, throw that in a cake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you don't. I mean, you don't. We're cooking with the. You know, alcohol is one of the, about the first things to go in the cooking process. It, yep. it it goes real quick, so you get that a nice flavor. And especially if it's uh, high in sugar, you could probably make some good dessert breads mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. Nice. So otherwise, uh, Casey's fermented outright, and his was. You know, it, it turned really out really good. good. I was I was impressed. I I think there's still some. Bo- I think Pete still has some bottles floating around. I should try to get some and see how it's held up. Yeah, right on. So, yeah. Um, I guess do you guys have any more questions? Otherwise, we can wrap up. And when can we brew? Yes. <laughs> when do you guys want to brew? Right I, now. <laughs> Let's do it right after the show. Let's do a live <laughs> brewing show. Can how, you how, do about, that? How, how about when it gets just We've a little bit warmer? We, we have we have talked We've about talked doing about it. About it. Yeah. We should we should do let's, that. Let's let's put that in the works then. Yeah, let's think about doing that. Uh, the live one's going to be when it's warm out. Yeah, 
because I'm not going to sit outside for hours. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, if, if we do it right, by next week, I should have my uh, oh, there you go. electric room set up. We can do most of it inside. There you go. All right. Well, um, and we can watch the boil from a window. <laughs> and just send Carlos out there with a stick to prevent boilers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not even paying attention Don't anymore. Need for speed. But he can't pause it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, oh, thank oh, you for joining oh, us. Oh. Uh, make sure you check out our other oh. shows on the network. Uh, we have Soundwave, our Soundwave. music show, every Thursday. Soundwave. Tabletop Theater, we are doing... Oh, was it? A Simple Delivery, set in the Lord of the Rings universe. It's part two of the Diamond Amulet series. It was a lot of fun. It was a Man lot of fun. That's exactly as its name describes itself. Uh, yeah, basically we play <laughs> UPS drivers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nothing goes wrong at all. Nothing at no, all. Never. Uh, and then we have Console Cowboys on Friday. So Console go, Cowboys is a good show. Go give that shit a listen to. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you have any feedback on this episode or any of our other episodes, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios. You can also follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And we'll see you guys next week. Woo!